You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also for the podcast, a new sponsor, RCB Bank. Since 1936, RCB Bank has offered progressive products and a friendly service. Come in today to find out more about their loan promotion on new used refinance cars, boats, campers, and ATVs. Visit RCB Bank to learn more. RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, restrictions apply. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, host, back with another episode up in Blackwell, Oklahoma today. Uh, to talk to Mike Shepard about his family business, Shepard Oil. Uh, I popped into the gas station just down the street, and the lovely women behind the counter said that you're a very nice boss and a real nice man. <laughs> um, and they had no idea that I was here to interview you. So, <laughs> But thanks for coming on the podcast today. Uh, excited to share the family story and, and to learn more about you know you and this part, this part of the world and this part of Oklahoma. Um, but I guess... Where you know take us the origin story. Where where does Shepherd Oil begin? Yes, my father uh, bought his uh, father-in-law out of a service station business here in Blackwell, small service station on the north side of town, and uh, he uh, started Shepherd Oil Company in 1949 out of that service station. Yeah, and uh, I grew up uh, at about nine years old, going to the service station and and working around the service station. My first job was to fill the pop machines, so to speak, and, and yeah. uh, empty the money out of the pop machines and put it in a bank bag where I'd go to the bank. So I just grew up in the service station business. Uh, yeah. Hence, we were taught how to serve people because back then you pumped the gas, checked the oil, washed the windshields and all that, which we don't do anymore. Yeah. But um, that's how we got started. and, and uh, he ran a service station, built one of the first Champlin service stations new in, in uh, the state of Oklahoma in 1961. And uh, so I, I worked with him throughout, uh, you know, my teens and uh, learned to drive a truck at 16 years old. And back then you didn't have to have a CDL license or anything, so I could go make farm deliveries at 16 years old on a two-ton gasoline truck. <clears throat> But that's that's where we got started at, and, yeah. and just kind of evolved from there. Life's a lot different now, isn't it, compared Very to what different. it was back then? <laughs> Very different. I do wonder if there is there is room in the world for a, a gas station to, to come out and, and go back to the old services. We would like to try that. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, we would like to try be kind that. Of special. I know of one in the state of Oklahoma right now. Really? Yes. yes. Where's that? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Not too far away, then. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, you know, it's... I think it would be really cool, wouldn't it, to have that full service, and it's it would stand out on a day, you know, nowadays. It would certainly be different. Yeah. <laughs> what was Blackwell like back then? Oh, gosh. Blackwell was probably had about a uh, thousand more people in it than it does now. It was, mm-hmm. I think the top population was around 8,500, something like that. All the businesses up and down Main Street were full and, and yeah. thriving, and 
and uh, it was a lot more commerce in Blackwell back then. Yeah. I remember uh, Bain Street was full of, of cars, both directions, and, and uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Sadly not. <laughs> I know. I, I took a little drive around town, and it is it is sad to see, isn't it? Kind of like the, the, the American small town is... I mean, it's struggling big time, you know, with big box and all the rest of it, and people getting right. stuff online. But um, and and I, you know, I've never seen it like it was when you grew up. So I'm sure mm-hmm. it's sad for you to see as well. But yeah. hopefully, it'll return to former glory sometime. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So so growing up, then you you know you're you're in the service industry, you're helping out family. Well, you learned to drive a truck at 16. You're in high school. Do you go to university or do you stay in the family business? No, I went to Oklahoma State University. Uh-huh. And uh, graduated from there. Uh, worked. I was actually coming home on the weekends and working with my dad. Yeah. And uh, was the so so when you go to what did you study at OSU? Uh, business administration. Okay. With the plan to come back into the business. Yeah, I really yeah. had a plan to come back in the business. I, I enjoyed working with my father and, and enjoyed uh, the customer base that we had and, and, yeah. the, and the business that we had built. And so, yeah. yeah. And the, through this time that you're growing up, the business is growing as well. It was. Which is really nice to see because you probably remember all of that. And it you remember was. how it was when you yeah. started with the, with the chaplain, the, the when you built in that chaplain service station. And then now it's... Yeah. Growing and growing and growing. 1974, I went to my dad and said, uh, we need to build a convenience store. And uh, that didn't set too well with him at the time, you know, being in the service industry. But uh, that's what we did, and that's how we got started in the mm-hmm. convenience store business. So when you came, when you graduated, did you head up all that kind of side of things rather than the, the distribution side of things? Oh, did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. What... Um, what was Back then, we only had about three or four employees. <laughs> <laughs> Our, me being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so where does it then take off to where we're at now then, from from like having three or four just employees? A, to just a long-term, slow growth. Um, you know, look at some opportunities and, and yeah. add another convenience store and add some more wholesale customers, and which mm. would in turn make us uh, add add more trucks. To our, to our fleet, transportation fleet. So it's just been a slow evolution yeah. of growth. What was that first convenience store like when you opened that up and, and convincing Dad to do it originally and, and kind of going through that? We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Milk, bread, and eggs, and that's it. <laughs> that's right. I, uh, I found myself frying the roasted chicken in the back of the store uh, several times, but it was fun. It, it was hard work, but it was mm-hmm. fun growing up in the business. And, and trying new things, you know, from hauling gas to frying chicken. And, yeah. And it, it was all basically serving customers just in different roles. Yeah. And, and around that time, kind of convenience stores were, were coming in, right? It wasn't just gas stations. They were starting to have convenience stores attached Correct. to it. And then you start making money, more money from the convenience side of things than you do from the gas side of things. Correct. So you and saw the value. Well, the, the the service station evolved into a self-service station, which my dad said would never work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it did. And we went in from the self-service business into uh, the convenience store business. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at some research, you you have a, you had some stuff with Phillips too, right? Didn't Correct. you buy some of the... 
Was it a, yes. a store that you bought from them? We're a Phillips distributor. Gotcha. We're a Phillips distributor. So yeah. we purchased gasoline from the refinery from Phillips and, and uh, deliver uh-huh. it to convenience store operators. Yeah. So tell me about, you know, obviously we, we did the convenience side of things. What about the other side of the business? Was that the other side of the business? Was the, was that kind of like the main plan from dad's perspective? And then you Yes, we were back in the day, we were called an oil jobber. Okay. And then now we're called a petroleum marketer. And we went from we evolved from uh, serving uh, oil field and, and farming mainly ag- the agriculture industry sure. uh, into uh, delivering from refinery to convenience stores and, and other um, other in- industries. Yeah. I guess I'll say. Yeah. Well, being in this part of part of the state, right? Agriculture is king out here, isn't it? Right. You know, driving right. out here, it's yeah. it's nice to see green grass. It is. <laughs> and, it is. And I'm sure that some of them might be happy to, for rain, but some of them might not be because I know there's harvest just <laughs> now, isn't it? People are trying to get out there and harvest their stuff, and yeah. I know I know not much about agriculture, but I know enough that sometimes rain's not a good thing. It's good on the corn and bad on the wheat. <laughs> yeah, and they've got both out right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you're in the business. You graduate. You, you know, you open the convenience stores. I mean, what what's that like? Take us back there. Like, what what's kind of like typical day for you? And and you know, compared to now, obviously, like it's totally different. But you know, what year is that? What's that like? Yeah, and, after I got out of college and came back, um, mostly dealt with farmers mm-hmm. uh, on the wholesale side of the business. And uh, we would be at work at 6 or 6.30 in the morning and, and, you know, work until 6 in the evening. And uh, especially during harvest time, we'd be open seven days a week. We'd be open 12, 14 hours a day until harvest was over with. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, we had walk-in traffic at that time because we sold motor oil and batteries and tires and everything that goes along with the oil field and the agricultural industry. So longer hours, uh, you know, less employees and more hands-on type of work. Uh-huh. And so yeah. that's the way it did, did you, was it, um, when, when you're doing, you know, you're doing all this agriculture stuff, did anyone in the family go the agriculture route and raise cattle and, you know, do crops and stuff? Or was it kind of stayed uh, on My that uncle and my cousin, yes. Uh, yeah. They, they went the agriculture route. You didn't want any part of that? No, my great-grandfather homesteaded a farm out here west west of Blackwell, five Mm -hmm. miles west of Blackwell, which is still in the family. So they ended up with that, and and then they started buying more land and got into agriculture. But no, I I was uh, not—I couldn't grow a tomato plant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm terrible at it. Stick to the you know, let it let the professionals do what they do, and yeah. I mean that industry now has obviously evolved with technology, and and I mean you can track us driving by GPS now, which is bonkers to me. But yeah. you know it's, it's changed great big for them. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about the oil industry then? How's that kind of you know it goes up and down? You know, all, as we go through the decades, what's that been like for you being in the business and and forecasting and and just managing all that stuff that's going on as well. Oh, we've we've seen more government intervention in our business over the years, which creates more book work, more uh-huh. headaches like that. But uh, um, I told the guy one day, he asked how business was, and I, I told him it wasn't any better than the, the price of a barrel of oil uh-huh. or the price of a bushel of wheat. 
And then after I made the, the comment, I thought, gosh, that's right. You know, I really kind of just rolled it off of my, out yeah. of my head. And, and I thought, yeah, that's right, because that's, that's what the industry was back at that time. It was, right. it was oil field and farmers. But, uh, we, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've changed over the years mm-hmm. to keep up with the, the times as far yeah. as what we do in a day's time. Yeah. Is there any ideas or anything that, that you guys, looking back, were close to, to going into or a part of the business that you decided not to go into, but you were really thinking about it? Uh, not really. We we ran a bobtail truck for several years, uh-huh. and um, gosh, I think it must have been back in the mid-'80s, which we had done since the, the inception of the business, mm-hmm. and we decided that that wasn't profitable anymore. So we... we actually yeah. called up our farm customers and, and our industrial customers and said, on such and such a date, we're not going to be delivering anymore. Right. Which is quite a shock to them, and it was really quite a shock to us because we'd done it for so long and decided that we needed to take a new direction yeah. with our business. So was it, it was, just not making the right sense financially to do it? Or the time correct. as well? That's correct, yeah. yes. And for people listening that don't know what a bobtail is, can you explain that? It's I a, know what it is, but some people go. listening might not. Well, it's a two, two to four ton uh, truck that's got a, a tank on the back of it that uh, is attached to the truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually uh, the first one I drove, I think it, it held 1,000 gallons, and the last one I drove held about 5,000 gallons. So they, they yeah. got larger over the years. But uh, that's what we use to deliver to the oil field and to the, the agriculture industry. Yeah. Do you miss driving the trucks? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I always see when driving down the road and I'm like, you change so many gears. But it, I mean, it's like, like yeah. the, the kid in me is like, that looks so cool. Yeah. And then the adult in me is like, that I mean, you need a strong left leg and a lot of patience, and a lot of awareness too. I'll still move one around the the truck yard or something, but that's the extent of my yeah. driving. Well, and they've evolved so much too, right? The, the trucks from back Very in the day when you so. learned at sixteen, oh, yes. yeah. you were probably double D clutching and all the rest of it to yeah. to get it moving, and yeah. now it's power steering and oh yeah and computers air conditioning and air conditioning <laughs> i'm aging myself now uh, i mean <laughs> i can't imagine what it's like driving a truck around in the heat of the summer to you know out to farms and yeah. with no air conditioning windows down we didn't know any better right yeah well and uh, looking back it, sometimes <laughs> you think i'd love to have a bit of that life back because it was yeah. probably peaceful and yeah. no social media no internet no worries it was, about it that was great yeah. yeah. Do you have any family else, uh, like brothers and sisters that are in the business as well? Uh, I've got a son and a son-in-law that are in the business with me. Yes. Okay. And did they go the same route as you, go to Oklahoma State and then come back? They did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's really cool to have that, to have kind of family business and, and have family, uh, sons and, and generations that want to be a part of it. Cause it, it is. Because some families, they, they grow up and they, they have kids. And even though there's no pressure for the kids to get involved, the kids don't want any part of it, right? Right. Right. But that must be special to you know, like you went to work with your dad, and now your sons are coming to work with right. you. Right. It's it's been a real blessing to have the yeah. the uh, the sons come, son and son in law come in because they they have uh, visions for greater and grander, and at my age, I'm wanting to slow down, and so it's 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 kind of been fun to watch them take yeah. hold of the reins and, and uh, yeah. And uh, continue to grow. What direction are they taking it? Well, what's kind of the new direction for, for the business? Mm, I'm not sure there is any new direction. We're we're continuing to want to add, add additional convenience stores, mm-hmm. 
and uh, we continue to grow our transportation and wholesale business. Yeah. The wholesale, the transportation business naturally grows from the wholesale business because the more gallons you sell, the sure. more the more transportation you need. So yeah, they're looking they're they're looking outside a little bit at some different things, you know, thinking we need to diversify. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing nothing real solid right now. Yeah, updating systems and making right. things more streamlined, I guess, to yeah. use a business term, yeah. <laughs> which I always hated hearing that when I was in business class. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> that must be cool, though, cause, and, and now I guess you see yourself in your dad's shoes, right? And they're bringing ideas, and you're like, ah, I don't think, don't know about exactly. that. <laughs> exactly, but. yes. What uh, what my dad was experiencing with me, I'm, yeah. I'm getting it right back. <laughs> <laughs> and some of it's good, and some of it's trying you know yeah. but uh, it's 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 we haven't lost the fun out of doing business we, yeah we enjoy uh, our customer base for the most part and, mm-hmm. and we enjoy the vendors that we deal with which is a, a, quite a few yeah at this stage in the business so. yeah how many convenience stores do you guys have We've got six. Okay. In the local to Blackwell? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the plan is to just slowly grow and, and push them well, out Well, I say local to Blackwell. Our farthest one away is about 90 miles. So okay. it's it's in the region. I'll say it that way. Yeah. Uh, plan to stay in Oklahoma or, do, or eventually would you like to kind of push out of the state? We've got one in Kansas area? right now. Okay. So, um, no, we don't, uh, we don't necessarily have to stay uh, yeah. in Oklahoma. And the distribution side goes a lot further, I assume. Yeah, it's in five states. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It continues to grow. So. Yeah. It, it, is it easier to compete in the distribution side of things compared to the convenience store side of things? No, it's probably it's probably more difficult. Um, most of most of the deals that we have with uh, in the distribution side are, have like a ten year contract to okay. them. And so it's 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 a slower process naturally right. than the, the convenience store industry. But you have the I guess the 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 know how and the the right word for it, but the fallback of I'm trying to think my vocab's terrible, but the reliability of knowing that it's going to be there for ten years, right? Thankfully, That's that you can have that, so you can project and forecast and yes, yes. and push in other areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people listening, or um, well, might not be. Uh, watching uh behind you is is a oil, gas pump and looking at the the cost of it was it 38 cents i think is what it was on the i believe so how long ago was that that was in would have been in the mid 60s probably and we're at what 285 uh, to something now yeah, about 280 yeah. yeah yeah that's painful to look at that yeah. since i drive yeah. the highway I'm yeah. like gas is not cheap yeah. but um I'll it's tell cool you a little bit of, of difference, the evolution of our business. The gasoline pump behind me has got a little motor in the bottom of it and a pump in the bottom of it. I took some uh, school kids down to one of our stores. Oh, it's been a couple of years ago. They want to know about our industry. Mm-hmm. And I started telling them about how a satellite in space was picked up from in from our POS system in our store yeah. that uh, ran our credit card system through that gasoline pump. And as I was telling them about it, I, I had an epiphany <laughs> about what technology's done in our industry right. over, the, over the last 50 years. So yeah, you're not out a, there hand-pumping anymore, are you? No, no. So. But it's cool to see, and it's great to have memorabilia, especially, you know, the, the, I mean, there's 
I, I love watching what is it, American Pickers, the TV show, and they travel around and they're right. always buying old oil, you know, gas station right. stuff. And yeah. um, there's always there's a station down the street, right, that's got signs outside yes, it. Yes. Is, is that in the family? Is that one of your? No, no. Okay. It's, it's a I stopped guy. by and took some pictures. Thought that was really cool. I just bought a a pop machine that was built in 1958. It's sitting out here in the shop that oh, I'm getting ready to restore. Nice. So I'm. I'm Going yeah. backwards now. That's good. That's, I mean, it's cool to have. I mean, and those things that you know, they when you restore them, they yeah. they can be you know pretty pretty profitable. I've, there's yeah. plenty of people who uh, my my brother-in-law's dad he he collects signs too, and you open up his garage and it's just lit up and it mm-hmm. looks neon lights and all mm-hmm. back in the day. But so is that that kind of like your kind of hobby side passion to get you away from working? A little bit, yes, yeah. yes. I, I enjoy, uh, I'll go to an antique store and find something that, that I had dealt with in the service station business, you know, back in the yeah. uh, late 60s or early 70s and pick up a piece here or a piece there. So yeah. I'm not a great collector, but I'm, I'm, I am collecting some things that, that yeah. uh, I had back in. Are, back you, uh, are you into cars and trucks? Old cars and trucks? No, I'm not. No, that gets expensive. I'd if like you are. to be, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, as I was driving past that, that that station back there with the signs, there's a couple of old cars inside there, and mm-hmm. you know, for me, uh, I didn't grow up seeing muscle cars, right, or anything of the old cars either. But you know, the stuff that people that classic cars back home are like Rolls Royces and all that yeah. wedding kind of car stuff. Um, but out here, it's it's cool to see people doing the old, you know, 50s, 60s trucks and cars right, and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure that you've seen plenty in your day coming to the stations. Yes, yes, for yeah. sure. It's uh, the the whole culture about it. It's great out here. I mean, the, the some might not like it, but the whole kind of street culture, drag culture, and and the racing culture. That's mm-hmm. did Blackwell ever have any of that? Oh yes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> you, did you share some stories. Are you getting into too much trouble? For sure. <laughs> well, the, the old muscle cars. When I was uh, growing up, you know, in the service station business, the guys that worked there were were uh, probably five or six years older than me. They were the ones building all the hot rods. Then, yeah. you know, they would work at the service station. And then, in their time off, they'd have that their car in the yeah. in the bay, adding some some mufflers to it or something so yeah i kind of grew up around that area yeah, yeah. but n- never went into it yourself and never no. never got involved no yeah i'm sure mom and dad are probably happy you didn't get involved <laughs> happy to sell the stuff but not get involved yeah right do you guys sponsor any stuff like that any kind of race teams or anything no to do we with? don't sponsor any race teams no. we try to uh we have a lot of people come to us in the community, you yeah. know, wanting to sponsor this and that from cheerleading to agriculture or whatever, mm-hmm. ag kids and things. And yeah. we try to sponsor or, or help out with all of those. Yeah. And, you know, obviously being still in Blackwell is important to you, you know, with, like you said, you know, it's not what it was back in the day, but, you know, if you guys weren't here, it could be a lot worse, right? So it, it must yeah. be important for you guys to stay around, you know, where your family grew up, where your roots are, mm-hmm. and to give back to the community because, mm-hmm. you know, without companies like yourself, it, it you know, people might not have the facilities they have, right, the baseball stadium or the field or whatever it is, the school right. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that must be cool to to have that impact and know that your history has been here for, you know, a long time. Yeah, it is. We're very blessed. We feel blessed to be able to do that. To, you know, put back into the community and, and uh, 
help yeah. the kids that are growing up today. Yeah. Whether they're on a baseball field or, or in a stock show, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. What about a current time then? What I mean, you know, obviously son-in-law and son's in the business. You're, you know, working towards retiring. Um, like most business owners, I'm sure well you never put. will retire <laughs> because, you know, we can never do that, right? We can, you know, if you own your own business, it's right. tough to just step back and do nothing. Um, but, you know, what's kind of like your, your plans for, for the next few years and future and and what do you want to do? Well, you're right. I, I probably never will retire you know, um, but the, the, my son and my son-in-law, Brendan and Zach, are uh, pretty well operating the business. I'm, I'm more of a consultant now, and I uh, get to choose uh, when I come in and when I go home. <laughs> uh, and so it's, it's been a, a nice transition. At first, I'll be honest with you, at first I thought this place can't run without me. And I found out that it could. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm glad. <laughs> Very uh, glad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get to, uh, it's, it's been a nice uh, evolution, you know, in the last, uh, oh, probably five or six years, I guess, to, yeah. to be able to do that. You mentioned um, going to Oklahoma State and families gone to Oklahoma State. Do you go to games very often? Oh, you know, I really don't. No? I'll, no, I'll take on a few, but uh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm busy with grandkids or, or traveling and things like that, so yeah. no, I don't get too many Do you games. like to travel? I do, I do, yes. Around the States or more international? Uh, around the States, yeah. Yeah, is that kind of like your you and your wife's passion kind of thing to travel? Well, at, at our age, you know, you got to get out of Blackwell and <laughs> yeah. go see some go see some other things. Do you do you hit the road in an RV and, and do the RV? No, ride? we don't do the RV no. thing. No, usually we're in an airplane somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's. I mean, hopefully we get to do that. You know, things are opening up, right, and and people are traveling more and more. But right. what's uh, what's the bucket list then? What are the places that you haven't been that you want to go to? Oh goodness, we'd like to go to Europe. Haven't mm-hmm. ever been to Europe. So. Terrible, you shouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant. Yeah, we'd like to do that. Uh, I've always wanted to see Mount Rushmore right here mm-hmm. in the states, and haven't made it up that way. Yeah. So we go to Branson, Missouri, a lot. That's kind of our hangout when we're not uh, in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah. So I've had a lot of friends go up there recently for just to play Tiger Woods' new oh, golf yeah. course up there mm-hmm. and stay at the Big Cedar Lodge yes. and, and see that whole. I mean, it's it's. I've seen pictures. It looks beautiful, yeah, but very not beautiful. been myself. But very it's beautiful. one of the things we don't really get in Oklahoma is rolling hills. And, That's and, exactly and, right. <laughs> and mountains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mike, I really appreciate you taking time out. Um, you know, I know you just mentioned you, you get to pick and choose what days you come in, and I'm glad you came in to work today uh, <laughs> to share some stories about the family business. Uh, for people listening that have heard this and maybe you want to reach out and ask questions or, or go to the stores or whatever, where do they go? What's the, what's the website? Uh, it's shepherdoil.com. Awesome. Shepherdoil.com. Great. Uh, and again, thanks so much. Uh, you know, I really, really appreciate it. And, and thanks to RCB for putting us together. I know they're a client. You know, you're a client of theirs, and mm-hmm. and uh, they're a great, a great sponsor for the podcast. And and you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without them. So they've been a great vendor of ours. Uh, hate to hate to call them a vendor. <laughs> We've got more of a relationship, but right. uh, they've been a, a great asset to our our business throughout yeah. the years, helping us to grow. Awesome. Well, for people listening, I'll post all the links to uh, RCB and uh, and the uh, shepherdall.com in the website and uh, 
can't talk or am I thinking I'll put the, descri- the, the information in the description you can check that out um, and yeah thank you Mike so much I really appreciate it uh, for people listening you should definitely come to Blackwell you should go to Bob's Grill and get some breakfast there check it out <laughs> um, and maybe swing by the office and say hello to Mike and, and the girls up front because they've been great so thanks for listening we'll catch you next episode cheers this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the Hall of Fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof also huge shout out to rcb bank for jumping on board to be a sponsor rcb bank's loan promotion is here for a limited time head into any of their 40 oklahoma locations to get as low as 1.79 apr on your next car boat camper or atv apply online at rcbbank.com rcb bank that's my bank rate and finance with approved credit restrictions apply and member sdic huge shout out to my sponsors uh, thank you for listening we'll catch you next episode cheers Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.